Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. Well, we want to get into God's word. And yesterday I was talking about um, what happens when you engage in a chosen fast. God's chosen fast, God's kind of fast, and what it brings. God's kind of fast. The fasting that God says, mm-hmm, this is what I like. That fasting, when we engage in that fasting, it brings to bear the hand of God in a very, very colorful way. And yesterday I said that when we fast, we see God in a, I spoke about four. I said number one, verse eight of Isaiah chapter 58, then your light shall break forth as the morning. So breaking forth of your light is like the morning. Nothing can stop it. No calculation can hamper it. No human organization and human machination and human arrangements and uh, human calculations can stop it. Why? Because you can't, if you can't stop the morning, you can't stop the, the one whose light is ready to break forth because he has engaged in the chosen fast. Number two, your health spring, your health springs forth speedily, not slowly, speedily. Someone is receiving speedy health blessings, health blessings, recovery in your health. You are receiving it speedily. So engaging in the chosen fast, the Bible says that then thine health will spring forth speedily. And number three, your righteousness shall go before you. It is so cool, it's so good when your righteousness goes before you. It is so cool. So it says, then your righteousness shall go before you. So number three is when when you engage in the chosen fast, your righteousness, the good things you have done, the commendable things you have done, the callous things you have done, the excellent things you have done, the charis things you have done, the, the praiseworthy things you have done, the, the honorable things you have done is what people tend to hear about. Not the other things that you have failed in. They rather tend to hear you. It is it goes ahead of you. You are advertised before you show up. Then it says the fourth thing that happens when you engage in a chosen fast is that the glory of God, God's glory ends up being your rear guard. God's glory becomes your rear guard. God's glory becomes your rear guard. The Bible says your rare reward. 
Uh, the King James says that your re-reward is like behind you, you have gone, but things are speaking for you. That's exactly what happened for a man called um, Abel. He offered an excellent sacrifice according to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4. Very interesting. He offered an excellent sacrifice. Bible says that, and God gave a witness by which he obtained a witness that he, he was did you see that righteous there? He was righteous. He was commendable. What he has done was commendable. Charis, kalos. What he has done was excellent. What he has done was good. All right. So Bible says that by which he, he had obtained a witness that he was righteous. Watch this. God testifying of his. Can you imagine you give and then God himself said that this one is a good one. God was give, testifying of his gift. If you follow men, God will never testify of your gift. If you follow what men will say, what people are thinking, what people, you won't be able to sacrifice for God. You won't be able to. Listen, but when God begins to give an approval and endorsement and give a thumbs up of your sacrifice, boy, boy, you will never run out of his glory. Because he has endorsed you. It doesn't matter what your enemies think. Bible says that if a man's ways please the Lord, even his, he will cause even his enemies to be at peace with him. When your, your ways please the Lord, Proverbs 16, 7. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Don't worry about those who are not at peace with you in your quest to please God, to secure God's endorsement. The only way a person can enjoy and secure endorsement of heaven or the testimony of God over his life is through sacrifice. It is through sacrifice. It's lack of sacrifice. No, nothing done without sacrifice moves heaven. Jesus, Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice. He, he, he himself said, Peter said, you can't go and die. He said, hey! Except a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But when it dies, multiplication starts. The, the, the glory begins to manifest. Except it dies, it abides alone. But when it dies, because he said the, the hour has come for the son, verse, three, verse 23, sorry. The hour has come for the son of man to be glorified. Now, what is the process for the glorification? Dying. Except it dies. Verily, truly, truly, I say unto you, Amen, amen, I say unto you. Except a corn of wheat falls, falls and dies. It abides alone. But if he dies, if he dies, if he dies, then the glory begins to manifest. And so, Abel obtained an excellent sacrifice. And watch this. God gave witness over his testimony by which, Bible says, by it, by his sacrifice and the, the testifying of God, he being dead, yet he, had, he was not around, but he was still speaking. <laughs> he was still speaking in his absence. There was no recording system. But his testimony had recorded his voice. <laughs> his testimony gave him a voice in his absence. That's what is called the Lord, the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. <laughs> Fasting is an aspect of sacrifice. Sacrificing your feasting in order to fast sacrificing your comfort, your convenience, putting yourself in a state of discomfort just with one main purpose, to seek the face of God and to call upon the name of the Lord. That's why fasting without prayer is not a good exercise. Because the purpose is to reach out to God and we pray the way to reach out to God is through prayer. 
So if you fast without praying, it's pray. I like the way Papa said it the other time. God answers prayers, not fasting. God answers prayers, not fasting. So if you do not add the, it's like you go and fill your, your car tank with fuel and you don't turn on the ignition. You don't start the car. It's not going anywhere. In spite of all the fuel that is, you have good fuel, filled, filled tank, it's not going anywhere. Why? Because you have to, the fuel will move the car for you. But without fuel, the car is not going. The car can't move without the fuel. But when the fuel comes, you have to do the other things because all things work together, not one thing. All things, not one thing work. All things work together. So you have to engage in fasting, but when you are fasting, you have to take advantage of the fasting mood and step on the gas. Step on the gas towards the things of God, and that's prayer. Prayer, and then baptize your fasting in fellowship. Like what we are doing. We are fellowshipping and hearing the word of God. When it's time for fasting, that's the time you have to. Some of us, during the fasting, you have to just go off social media. Just go off social media. Okay? Unless, let's say, you only watch messages on YouTube. Because you need messages, send that one. But Facebook and all those other things, you go off it. I'm not saying, listen, listen please, please, please. I know some, way, some people think. I didn't say when you fast, you can't watch Facebook. Before someone goes and say, the pastor said, now when you fast, you, are not, you can't watch Facebook. When you fast, you can't go on Instagram. You can't watch TikTok or uh, you watch TikTok. Uh, you don't watch TikTok, uh, Snapchat. And all. No, I didn't say that. It depends on what you are hungry for. Is it, is it okay for your lecturer to say that in this examination period, don't go on, don't go on Facebook? Is it okay for a lecturer who wants you to pass to tell you that in this season of examination, in this period of exam, the final exam is a very difficult one. So cut off from uh, social media for now, unless maybe you are going to check some tuition on Facebook, uh, sorry, YouTube, some tuition, you know, to just, so because it's, it's part of the exam, you are using it for the exam. Apart from that, put aside all the other things that have the propensity to be a distraction. So that's what I mean. Some of us, you know, your biggest challenge is social media. I hardly go on Facebook. I hardly go on Facebook because I realized I'm getting so busy looking for God that sometimes Facebook, I don't find him there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't find him there. I only find rubbish and nonsense. Sometimes everybody is telling, saying their mind. I don't need the mind of people. I want the mind of God. I want the mind of God. Facebook tells you that, say, what, what's on your mind? I don't need what's on your mind, excuse me. <laughs> so, uh, please, don't, don't get me wrong. Before they choose to block us on Facebook. <laughs> I am not saying that is evil. But I'm saying that when you look at your circumstance and particular state you are in. And you are trying to focus on something and zoom in to receive something from God. To extract something from heaven. To tap into something. Sometimes there, there not sometimes, always there is the need to sacrifice some things. So you have to sacrifice. If you don't understand the language of sacrifice, there's no, there's no progress and there's no opportunity ahead of you. Because every great progress comes at the back of, on the back of sacrifice. There are a lot of, a lot of you here, you know, you, you know why the other guy didn't pass his exam? Because you know, you know it. 
but I just don't want to say it. You know why your, your flatmate didn't pass? Because he sleeps like a snake. <laughs> he loves his sleep, and when you wake up, he's always watching TV and on his phone and playing. Exam time, you are playing video games. <laughs> I don't think you mean business. In the same way, times of fasting when we are seeking the face of God, cut off from a lot of junk. Cut off from a lot of communications. Some communications are not edifying. Are not First Corinthians chapter 6. 12. All things are lawful unto him, but not all things are expedient. Oh, sorry, all things are not expedient. So you are, you are free to do it. That is lawful. You haven't broken a law. If you, you haven't broken a law for going on social media. You have not broken a law. God is not upset with you. But is it beneficial for you? Is it going to profit you at this time of your life? At this juncture of your life, is it going to profit you? Going to see your first year, you're going to sit in a party where they are playing worldly music and serving alcohol, people are messing up and all in front of you. It might not be a sin to be there, but it might definitely be a major weight. Major weight, major weight. Why do you want to go and go for a swimming competition with a suit? You put on the shoe because you say, since your mother gave birth to you, you're always wearing suit. So you're going to swim or even an athlete and you're wearing suit to do long jump. <laughs> you're wearing, it's not appropriate. It's, I mean, definitely it's going to affect you. You'll never see uh, no, no, same boat wearing a suit on the tracks. For, for what? You, you need a little, as little on as possible so you can have freedom to. So it's necessary to understand when he says that um, Abel, because of that, he's, even when he's dead, he's speaking, what it means is that the glory of God was covering his back. The glory of God, when you, you don't have to be always present to speak for yourself. God has a way of causing things to speak in your favor. There are places you can't go and you can't represent yourself. The hand of God, this fasting, is making Favor go ahead of you into a certain office and decision will be made in, the, in your favor. That's what I'm talking about. After you have left, you've gone for the interview, you have left. They are now discussing who to, who to, who to give the contract to, who to award the contract for, who to be. They are discussing. You have left and now they have the time to. After you have left, God will, the glory of God will cover your back. I'm talking to somebody. This fasting is for you. This fasting is working for you. This fasting is working for you. This fasting is working for you. If you believe in shout a living amen. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Verse 9 says that, Then shall thou call, and the Lord shall answer. You see, fasting goes with praying. Answered prayers. Answer prayers. Thou shalt cry and he shall say, here I am, I'm here. I'm here. That is if you fulfill the other conditions. If thou take away the yoke from the midst of thee, from the midst of thee the yoke, and putting forth of the finger and speaking vanity. You know what he says, someone needs to put, off the, put forth the finger. When someone puts off the finger, you know, it's like another way of swearing with their finger. <laughs> and they put vanity away from you. Some things, when you are fasting, some things shouldn't come around you. Why are you watching a movie and they are swearing and they are, they are nudity? In the time of fasting, watching movies, they are swearing and the nudities and watching a dead drill, they call drill music. Ah, how can you combine drill music with fasting? <laughs> this is, 
He are creating a borehole in your life. <laughs> so you have to, it's necessary. He said, but God, I see God answering your prayers. Tonight, just when I'm finishing, we'll just pray a prayer, and you are going to present your request to God. Okay? God is a prayer answering God, and he cares about your needs. That's the truth about God. God cares about our needs. And God is a prayer answering God. So if he cares about our needs, the Bible said, casting, uh, uh, casting all your cares, First Peter chapter 5, verse 7, casting all your cares upon him. Why? Because he actually cares for you. You are not meant to carry your cares. You are meant to cast your cares. Cast all your care, all of them, not only one. All your care upon him. He must carry it. It's not for you to carry if you belong to God. Why? Because he cares for you. Why are you caring for yourself? Why are you caring? It's a care. So if you have a care, concerns, you have to cast it on him because he cares for you. And I'm telling you that God cares about us. We are going to pray. Because he said, this is the chosen fast. And you will call upon God and he will say, here I am. <laughs> That's good news. Thou shalt, thou shalt call and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, yeah, Lord! And the Lord shall say, here I am. <laughs> and then when you look at the verse 10, it talks about if that's the, the conditions coming again. If thou draw out thy soul to the hungry and, satis and satisfy the afflicted soul, watch this, that's the fasting. Then, another one then, then shall thy light, the first one is that, the first one, it says that your light, verse 8 talks about, your light shall break forth. But this one, it didn't say your light shall break forth. It said your light, then your light shall rise in obscurity. Yeah. Something that, is supposed to make you shine, or people are supposed to notice about you. Sister, you are so pretty, but your actual future husband can't see it. You are so gifted, but no one realizes your gifts. No one knows that you can do something exceptional. Ah, your light will rise in obscurity. It shall rise. It shall rise. It shall rise in obscurity. Give me New King James, please. Then your, your, um, then your light shall dawn in the darkness. When there is darkness, your light has done. Man, there's, people are not seeing anything, but your own, eh, your light will shine. Your light shall dawn in darkness, and your darkness shall be. <laughs> when people are expecting you to be down and rejected, rather you are shining. Hallelujah! And all these things are about to happen from this month, particularly this week. Oh, I mean from tonight. Hey, hallelujah! 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 Your light shall shine in obscurity. And your darkness, New King James, please. And your darkness shall be, a, this is a serious one. Your darkness is like the new, new, noonday. <laughs> hey. This thing wants to make me sit down because it's too strong. So I don't fall. <sighs> hey, this is strong. Your darkness, look at it for yourself. Look at it for yourself. Look at it for yourself. <laughs> your darkness, your darkness shall, <sighs> your darkness shall be as the noonday. So then what, what will your noonday be like then? It's indescribable. Your darkness shall be as the noonday. 
In other words, your sun is not going to go down. When, when it's dark somewhere, you will still be enjoying summer. When it's winter, summer, your sun is all... Sh- because when it's supposed to be dark, it is like noonday for you. And he says that in darkness, in darkness, in darkness, in darkness, your light will, shall dawn in darkness. When everybody is supposed to have darkness, that's when your light shows up. I see God taking you from glory to glory. When time I reach from, I preach from Isaiah, I know somebody's situation is forcefully going to change. The first message Jesus ever preached in his hometown, he started from Isaiah. Isaiah is called a Messianic prophet. Isaiah is the only book in the Bible that is called a mini Bible. Can you imagine? I like it. The only book in the Bible, there are 66 books in the Bible. There's only one of them that is called the mini Bible. It's Isaiah. Isaiah. And when you read from Isaiah and God begins to prophesy to you, it comes like, like, like drinking water from a hose. It's with force, I'm telling you. And I know that somebody's story is changing. Pastor, why is Isaiah called the mini Bible? Because it's a mini Bible. In what way is he a mini Bible? How many books are in the Bible? 66. How many books are in Isaiah? 66. How many books are in the Old Testament? 39. How many books of, uh, how many of the chapters in Isaiah were talking about, whoa, 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 careful, careful, careful. 39. And then the, the last 27 is encouragement, 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 encouragement. That's the New Testament. So 39 and 27, 66. It's almost like a Bible. <laughs> Isaiah. And I'm preaching from Isaiah. Arise and shine. Your light has come. I'm telling you that God is going to favor you in this chosen fast. As we engage in this chosen fast, God will have, uh, have mercy on you and favor you. I read in Isaiah the other day, he said, and I believe that that's, 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 well, I, I caught it for myself, so you can also catch it for yourself. When I read that scripture, I said, wow, is this in the Bible? It's such a, it, it jumped out to me. It's like God was speaking to me. He says that, but in my favor, I have had mercy on you. In my favor, I have had mercy on you. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 10. He said, in my favor, I have had mercy on you. The last bit. He said, in, but in my favor, I have had mercy on you. That means that God is favoring you so much. that Do you know what? Mercy is only needed when you are, when you are breaking the law. Mercy is only needed. You don't need mercy if you are right. If you have not done anything wrong. You don't need mercy. Because if you have not done anything wrong... That is why Jesus talk, spoke about the parable, or not sorry, the story of two people who went to the temple to go and pray. One publican, not republican, it's publican. <laughs> but it sounds like republican. <laughs> one publican or tax collector particularly, and the other one, or first one is a, a Pharisee, far to see, and a, a, a tax collector. They went to pray in Luke chapter 18 from verse 11 to 13. Jesus told them that they went to pray. The Pharisee said, the Bible said, he prayed that's with himself. Hey, the guy believes in himself. He prayed with himself. He was the standard of prayer. He said, Lord, I thank, I, I thank you that I paid. I'm not like those other guys. You are, you, you are comparing yourself to others because that's what makes you think you are better. But if you can use Christ as your standard and stop saying, I pray better than him. It's not about that. God judges you in the light of his personal dealings with you, not personal his dealings with others. I, 
Bible said, he prayed thus with himself. I am better than this one. God, I thank you that after praise and worship, and the praise and worship was all about comparison with others. He was praising, hallelujah. I, th I thank you that I am not like other men, extortionists and just. That means he, was, he wasn't an extortioner and just. He wasn't unjust, adulterer. He wasn't an adulterer or even as that tax collector standing there. <laughs> but then he continued talking about his tithe. <laughs> I fast twice. He, was a, he used to fast, you know. I fast, I, 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 I fast twice a week. Some of you, you know there's this Pharisee is better because it's broken your record. <laughs> you, you don't even fast once a month. <laughs> I fast twice a week. And I give tithe of all that. I, you know, some of you, this one, you can't get there. Because you only give tithe of the things that you want to dispose of or something. But I said, everything I possess, I give tithe of. But, so the guy was doing well. He was doing well. So he, wasn't, he hasn't broken. He hasn't seen anything wrong. He doesn't see anything wrong. But look at the other guy. Next verse. And the tax collector standing afar off could not even lift up his eyes because the guy was a bad guy, man. He was a bad guy. He lived, but he beat his breast saying, God, God, what? Be merciful to me, a sinner. You only ask for mercy when you know you are wrong. So now back to, you know, I just digress to teach you about mercy. The other guy didn't ask for mercy because he knew he was okay. This guy asked for mercy because he knew he was wrong. Now, coming back to the Isaiah chapter 60, verse 10 that I spoke, but in my favor, I've had mercy on you. That means that when you deserve judgment, because when you say I've had mercy on you, that means you are, you are at fault. You have gone wrong. But there's, there are times where you can work with God and you're, you are so genuine and you can receive such favor that even when you go wrong, God will say, I'll, I'll have mercy on you. God will. I'm telling you. But sister, don't you think you need that? <laughs> Don't you think you need that? That where you know God is supposed to judge you and strike you because of things you have said or things you are currently doing even in this season of fasting. Fasting is just two days and you have actually still overtaken the fasting with some stuff. And God said, in my favor, I have had mercy on you. What? In my favor. May that be your testimony. May that be your testimony. May that be your testimony. He said, in my favor, I've had mercy on you. In my favor, I've, in other words, I've winked. I've overlooked something that I should have dealt with you on. I, I still gave you the job. I, sh I, still, I, still, I still healed you. I still gave you the house. I, still, I shouldn't have. But you know what? In my favor, I've had mercy on you. How many of you think that this is, this is what you need at this moment? God, in your favor, show mercy. Have mercy on us. Have mercy on. So we, we are procuring the favor of God through our fasting. So coming back to the point I was making in, in Isaiah chapter um, 68, that it says that if you draw your soul, verse 10, if you draw your soul um, to the hungry and satis satisfied the afflicted soul, then shall your light rise in obscurity and thy darkness be as the noonday. So that is the next point. Your Light will rise in obscurity and your darkness will be as the new day. Verse 11, the next point. And the Lord shall oh, Listen, listen to me, brothers and sisters. Listen, listen to me. I, I don't know. Have you ever been in a situation where you really know, need to know what to do? You have to make a decision, but you're confused. You, yeah. What should I do? What should, I, should, I, should I buy that one? Or should I do this one? Or should I do what should I say about this thing? 
maybe you have been asked a certain question, you received a letter, how do I react to it? Sometimes you are not sure which course to, to um, take. Sometimes you are not sure. Two decent or three decent gentlemen have come to you. They all are interested in marrying you. Yeah. One has a, long, a lot of hair. Uh, that's the only thing different about him, between him and the others. The other one, too, the difference is his, uh, his legs are very long. <laughs> and the other one, too, has long nose. So you are not sure. But when it comes to the key things, they are all okay. You are not sure what to do. You are not sure. I'm telling you, when you get guidance, it's one of the sweetest things in life. Sweetest things in life. And watch this. In this fasting, it says that the, <laughs> the Lord shall guide you how often? How often? God shall guide thee continually. And guess what? And, oh, that's the next one. God shall guide thee continually. God will guide you. Tomorrow you shall, you shall have guidance. Amen. The next day you shall have guidance. Amen. Throughout the, the year, this year, you shall have guidance. What, what, what you should do, what job you should accept, who, I mean, which house or which uh, rental uh, offer. You, you, you have a house. You have your house. You are trying to let it, rent it to somebody. But three people have come. But you don't know which one is going to create a problem for you. How would you know? God shall guide you continually. God shall guide you continually. This is, this is what we have brought ourselves into. When you engage in a chosen fast, you bring yourself into this kind of fortune. All right, God shall guide you continually, and that is not all. And He says that the next point. I actually intentionally didn't give number the five thing I said. Number verse nine: The Lord, uh, thou shall call on the Lord, and He shall answer. I didn't add it to the benefits because that is the it goes with fasting, so that you don't think you are fasting, and you are not praying, and it's okay. So I didn't want to add. You shall pray and God will answer you as one of the major points. So to recap, point number one, the first, you know the first four points because of time. Point number five is uh, this, this, verse 10. Uh, thy light shall, then shall thy light. So your light will rise in obscurity, okay? Your light will rise in obscurity and thy darkness will be at the new day. That is all under point number five. Point number six, the Lord will guide you continually. Point number seven, and oh, I like this. Satisfy your soul in drought. You know what drought is? Drought. God will satisfy your soul in drought. <laughs> the Lord will satisfy your, uh, your, your soul in drought. And then the point number eight, he will make your bones fat. This, is, this fatness is not a bad one. <laughs> this is not... Uh, flesh fatness. This is when you say your bones are fat. It's like you are solid. The, the enemy can easily move you. You are solid. You are healthy. You are well. Things are well built in your life. May God make your bones fat. Amen. You know, when it comes to career, maybe your business, your job, you need some fatness of your bone. You need some God. God you are believing God that God make my bones fat. In my career, when you have, you see, in your financial life, when your bones are fat, that means that it doesn't matter any cost, you can be able to take care of it, and you still have enough to keep you going. The days of there's nothing in your reserves, the days of it's like everything is dry. If your washing machine decides to go for a break, 
<laughs> it's going to be a problem because you'll be broken. Because you, you can't afford to do some things. God will give you fat bones. God will give you fat bones. I know somebody was telling me some time ago, his washing machine broke down. They tried to fix it and he said, you know what, this man, he just ordered a new one. Yeah, fat bones, fat bones can help do that. Financial fat bones. Because that car has, the, the, now you are becoming a mechanic yourself. <laughs> you know, you have watched everything on YouTube about your car. When the mechanics come, in fact, when you call AA, you show them, uh, it's this one, move this one. Bring that spanner, yeah, move, move. Uh, ratchet, ratchet, yeah, use the ratchet for this one. You know it. <laughs> because every time your car is breaking down, every time, to the extent that the uh, RAC or AA will call you, don't you have any need? This time we haven't heard from you, are you okay? <laughs> But what I'm talking about is that we, it's, there are times people, in a stage of your life, you might go through a certain stage. But I'm talking of when four bones are fat in a certain area, your marriage, your, your, your um, finances, your career. Sometimes you go, you, are, you have an exam and you go and write the exam and completely something that you never knew about, you have never, it comes. But because you have fat bones, you just, and you actually have ended up topping the class. Haven't you had people who go for interview and said, I just messed up. I just didn't do anything at all. And they called me and said I was the best candidate. That's, fat bones are talking. <laughs> Even in the lean season, you are fat. God, that's when God satisfies you in drought. God will satisfy you in drought Amen. and make your bones fat. Amen. May God make your bones fat. Amen. These are all benefits of fasting. Let me add one more. So he'll make your bone fat. Then still verse 11. And you shall be. Uh, oh, this is too good. You shall be like a watered garden. I think those of us who live in UK, you know what this means. Especially when you see some pensioners. You look at their garden. It's so nice. They have time. All their time is uh, grooming their flowers trimming the flowers, pruning it. And you look at, especially when the sun shines, it's so beautiful. You look at your other neighbor. It's like the holes for foxes. That's where the foxes stay. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. But when you look at a garden that has been watered, it looks beautiful has been taken care of and watered. It's fresh. Things look fresh. Things look greener. Things look... And God said that you will be like a... You will be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. It's constant supply. You shall be like a watered garden. You shall be like a watered garden. You shall be like a watered garden. You shall be like a watered garden in your career, in your life, in your family, in your marriage, in your health, in your finances, in your ministry. You shall be like a watered garden. You shall be like a watered garden. You shall be like a watered garden. In the name of Jesus. This season of fasting is going to change a lot of people's story. And do you know whose story is going to be changed first? Who? Who? So shall it be for you. 
so shall it be for you. So shall it be for you. As you have said, so shall it be for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. So, four things I have said this evening in addition to yesterday's four things. So, number five, you shall write. So, that's number ten. First four is yesterday. Second four today. The second four starts with um, you sh your light shall rise in obscurity. That's number five. And then God shall guide you continu continually. That's number six. He will satisfy your soul in drought and make thy bones fat. So satisfy your soul in drought. That's number seven. He will make your phone bone fat. Number eight. And then uh, you shall be like a watered garden. Number nine. So let me show you something. Let me show you something. Because it's fasting and prayer. This is what you should do. If you see anything I've said from the page of scripture, if you see that any of the things I have said looks like you, convert it, capture it, and make it a prayer topic. You understand that? You don't need, hey, Lord, hey, ah, but you are not, there's no scripture. What scripture are you standing on? What scripture are you, what scripture are you standing on? It's, it is not effective prayer. Effective prayer is not the one you are shouting, God! Oh, God! That's not what makes your prayer effective. What makes your prayer effective is the word you have seen as you read your Bible. And it's, it's entered your spirit. And you go to God with his word. Bible says, come let us reason together. Come let us reason together. That means you engage your mind as well in your prayer. It's in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 1, he said, now come and let us reason together, says the Lord. You have to come, come, let's reason. Let's reason. There's a place, he says that, present your, the bill of your divorce. In Isaiah, present it. Come, come, let's talk. Let's talk. So, these things I've said, eight things or nine things I've mentioned, look at them and use them as your prayer topics. And it's not everyone that will move, will, will, will resonate with you, or all of them will resonate with you. But as you are praying, so sometimes, listen, sometimes you can watch and pray. You're watching and using the what you are seeing in the word as your, your grounds for request. So, for instance, I am praying, the verse 8, then shall your light break forth as the morning, Lord. Let my light break forth. That's why I try to explain what it means. So that you, let my light break forth. My shining, my, let it break forth. Let nothing be able to stop me. As, as I've written this exam, let my, my, my light break forth. As I'm going for this interview, let my light break forth. My light break forth. This year, I'm trying to start my business. Let my light break forth. This, I've started my business for five years. Things are not breaking through. But the, as we have fasted, Father, let my light, my light break forth. Let people know about my business. Let, you use it. So you, it can be what? Listen, those of you, I don't know what to say when I'm praying. It's because you don't have the word of God. If you know the word of God, how can you, how can you not have... And what makes your prayer powerful is the word content. The word in your prayer is what makes your prayer powerful. So these things are not to make us laugh or make us excited. But they are to give us the reason what we should stand on, what we should use in our prayers. So after we go, we close, you go. Don't wait for us to call general prayer like midnight and then you, that's when you are praying. No. After we finish, try and assimilate it. All right, try and, try and read it for yourself. Don't let it be just, they give you. 
you take it. And then sink, let it sink. And you see us prayer. You will see what God will do. You will see. But what if you, yeah, you, you stab yourself and you fast and fast and come. Most of us, when we say we should pray, the first thing will be your mouth. Come, come, come. Where will you start using words to pray? All throughout the five minutes, the ten minutes, the twenty minutes, the fifty minutes of prayer. So the children have also started copying you. Your three-year-old child. Because that's what you do. Is this man saying we shouldn't speak in tongues? Please, I never said that. I never, Paul said, I speak in tongues more than you, or 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 18. I said, I speak in tongues more than you. And so speaking in tongues is very important. You have to speak a lot of it. But there's a place. He said, I'll pray with my spirit, and I'll pray with my understanding, verse, verse 13 and 14, 1 Corinthians. I'll pray, with, I'll pray with my spirit, and I'll pray with my understanding. So get your understanding. And what makes prayer work is the word content. When you hear the word of God, one of the things the word of God is meant for, why we hear it, is to under, get understanding and then use what we understand in the word as a platform for our prayer or basis for our praying. So you go in your closet and read, take Isaiah. Say, Lord, as I'm fasting, I believe you. My light is breaking forth as the morning. My health shall spring. You are not well. You're only waiting for declaration. You're only waiting for declaration. It's good, but add this one too. Get on your knees yourself and declare, my, my health is springing forth. My health will spring forth. My health speedily. Father, you said speedily. I believe you speedily. I believe it's going to be instant. It's going to be immediate. It will not be delayed anymore. It's affecting my studies. It's affecting my business. It's affecting my career. I, I believe you, Lord. I believe you, Lord. As I'm praying, it is happening for me. My health is, is springing up speedily. And you keep saying the same things that we are teaching. Use it as a prayer topic. Father, I don't know why people don't like me. Why people don't like me. Lord, kill them all. No, please, that is not Christian prayer. You are aware people don't like you. But you say, Father, they don't like me. But you have said that my righteousness will go ahead of me. I pray that, Lord, as I'm fasting, my righteousness will go ahead of me. I don't know why that woman, my mother-in-law, does not want uh, 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 my, the man to marry me. And why, Lord? But I'm praying. Let my righteousness go ahead of me. Let my righteousness... Use the scriptures you have found. And let's stop the excessive dependence on special anointed men of God. <laughs> There is a place for the prophet. There is a place for the prophet. But I'm speaking to you as an instructor, as a father, as a pastor. From the book of the prophets. Are you ready to pray? Please, I don't know what you heard, but I've said a few points, nine points. Look at them and let's pray with them right now to pray that, oh God, I'm praying. 
I let my light dawn. I pray in that you said that you, I call on you, you answer. You said, I'll cry. You say, here I am. Lord, I'm believing you. I'm believing you. That the, and so you can actually use the notes you have written. Use it to pray. That, Lord, I'm believing you. That um, you shall guide me continually. You shall guide me continually. And don't just say that guide me and move on. Start thinking in what area do you expect him to guide you. In what is so, Lord, as I'm going to meet, uh, do this uh, dating thing, guide me. Guide me. Guide me continually as I'm going for this interview. Guide me so I don't say what, as I go for this court case. Guide me. Use it. So don't just say it and go. How does it fit into your life? In the name of Jesus. Someone say in the name of Jesus. I can't hear. Say in the name of Jesus. Say louder. In the name of Jesus. I declare as I engage in the chosen fast all these benefits that I've heard from Isaiah 58 they are activated in my life. Now. Now. Begin to pray right now. Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry Follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Karis Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.